and welcome to another episode of All That Film. All right, welcome to another episode of All That Film. Here we're talking uh, Golden Globes, just uh, live reactions, just a heads up. Uh, Todd and special guest uh, Nick from Spirit Man Studios, another reviewer on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, I, both of them, did watch the Golden Globes. I did not um, to sort of <laughs> live react to some of the winners here. Um, with that said, Todd, I'll, I'll let you go first because you have no prep or, no winners list in front of you. You're going in blind from what you saw, from what you sure. can remember in the wee hours of night. Um, what were your takeaways from the Golden Globes? They were very strange. And just when I thought things were going to be predictable, they were very unpredictable. Um, there was certainly some awkwardness to the production that you just have to chalk up to never really having to do a production like this before. But there's just weird things like they had the people who had just lost stay up on screen listening to the speech <laughs> of uh, the person who won. Which Yeah, that is awkward. You eventually got, I eventually kind of got used to it, but it was so unsettling at the beginning. Um, and just little things like uh, the co comedic timing might be a little off because they were, although it was very well done, they were doing a feed where they were at two places at the same time. Um, there were some emotional moments. Uh, we probably won't talk about the specific things. So like the winner of the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which was Jane Fonda, Jane Fonda. I, thought, yeah. I thought gave a a really great speech. It was just awesome to the point. Normally I zone out for those large career award winning speeches, but it was, I just thought it was great. So overall I would say it was hit or miss, but there were some moments that made me really enjoy watching it. Oh my God. Wait, sorry. I just, Andre day one. Yeah. Yeah. Andre day one. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to you. I just I just pulled up because you said there were um, some some shocking winners, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." That maybe Todd was more talking about the broadcast. Um, what, what was the most What was the most shocking one to you, Todd? Was it that one? Oh yeah, it was that one. Okay, gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. And Nick, Nick, what were your overall thoughts on the Globes uh, as I as so... I look through some of the rest of these? <laughs> Well, my thoughts on the Golden Globes are kind of the same with Todd. Uh, it did feel awkward at times, especially um, uh, which which category was it? I think it was like Best Actress. Like uh, Jane or uh, Jodie Foster won, and it like cut back to this girl that was in a um, oh god, what was I can't remember. My memory's wait anyway. Oh. Uh, but it was just so awkward because like everyone else is smiling, and then she's just deadpan. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I remember yeah. what you're talking. Yeah, and then Andre Day, you know, winning, uh, that was surprising because of, uh, you know, I was thinking Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman because mm -hmm. she did a terrific performance in that movie. Uh, but yes. Andre Day, it, like, because Andre Day won, because I, I haven't seen United States versus Billy Holly, uh, Billie Holly yet, um, so I guess I'll have to check that out <laughs> on my on my way out. But, uh, but yeah, another one was, like, Borat. I did not expect Borat to win. Like... I kind of figured I, like Hamilton was gonna win because you know that's a shoe in, but Borat too, yeah, cool. <laughs> cool I, I will say it, it, it was one of those weird years where the genre category because it was it had like a lot of the prom and music and different things like that. That one doesn't yeah. like because I saw that one and I was like, 
normally that would be weird, but like this year and like the nominees that we did have, um, fine, I guess. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, Jody Foster won as well. Uh you you mentioned Nick uh United States versus uh Billy Holiday or Billy Billy Holly. Um we have we have dot that because one of us had an early screener um to that and they did not enjoy it. Um so we have not been looking forward to that movie. Um, I so I, I haven't s- seen it, so I opened I myself s- up to a lot of things. But <laughs> no, it's fine. I so, did see it uh, because it was looking like she was going to win, and um, I'm. I mean, it's not. I don't think quite as bad as some people are making it out to be, but it is very, very boring. But she is fantastic in it, so I'm not surprised she's getting attention. I was really surprised she won, though. Yeah, yeah I- for sure. Yeah, I was just more like pri- prior to the Golden Globes, I was just more shocked than anything that music was nominated. Oh yeah. Because like I, I mean I I actually watched it. I pirated the film and I watched it. I did not want to give a single cent to the movie. Uh but I watched it and I was making like a live tweet sesh of like my thoughts on the film. And I was just genuinely shocked that like the Hollywood foreign press would be so bold enough quote unquote bold to be able to nominate music because it's just such a such a shit show of a production and the fact that the director herself was just very adamant about defending a film that had backings from autism speaks but then like after the whole controversy it's like oh no 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 autism speaks the one that bullies autistic people it's just like nah we're just gonna distance ourselves away from this it's not ours we'd have no involvement Mm. (laughs) it was just yeah ironic that was that was the that was the oddest um that and, and Jared Leto, man, really shook up the Golden Globe. It's good neither of them won because um, those right. came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. Even honestly, Rosamund Pike, um, I, I saw that she won. Even that was a surprise to me. Um, that surprised me I don't, too. I, I was rooting for Mar- Maria Bakalova personally, uh, but I, w- I was surprised when she won. Yeah. I guess m- <laughs> my friend Sam, uh, he texted me. He's like, Dude, you gotta see. I care a lot, so we can do a podcast about it. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> um, just I, I have less time, and you know, gotta gotta spend even more time watching uh, our our next uh, topic, <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Um, oh actually, wait, real real quick before we go to that, Todd, are there any um, takeaways that you think the Globes, like some of the winners, um, obviously this might you know, cement Andre Day as that fifth nomination uh, for lead that, with, with the that win. That feels like a lock now to me. Uh, that yeah. was, and I'm, I now just believe more in, uh, I, I really thought that trial of Chicago seven was going to win. Um, so for me, no, this really strengthened Nomadland's position as well. And I, I guess it made Chloe Zhao basically a lock for director. Uh, yeah, I can so see that. Those are some of the things that I took from this. Also, the one thing that I really loved about this production is it's really funny to see celebrities put their pets on camera or like <laughs> just sit there and like Jodie Fo- Jodie Foster. <laughs> 
accepted her award on her bed with her partner and their dog in her pajamas, basically <laughs> accepted the award. And it was, I don't know. I liked that moment. It was, it was great. Yeah, it, was, it was adorable. It, it was just adorable. <laughs> and then Joaquin Phoenix like comes out in like a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> a hoodie with like just a, just the most average Joe outfit you could ever ask for. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go up on stage, present this award. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I have a I have a quick question, um, just because th- this was another one, I, I, and we don't have to talk too long about this. Do you think Do you think Soul winning uh, best original score in at the Globes? Uh, I mean, is there a contender that wasn't nominated, or is that like the front runner now? There was some really good scores this year. Um, I think oh. I think Trent Reznor doing Soul. I think that was a worthy worthy win, honestly. Just to be honest, um, well, I mean, Trent Reznor has a good shot at winning because he has both Mank and Soul, or Trent, yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. But yeah, I, I was just curious because Minari wasn't nominated. I really like that score. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm interested in looking at the final list because if Minari makes the, uh, if it actually makes the nominations then that might be my favorite for the win, strangely, even though we don't even know if it's going to make a nomination. But Soul would be a a winner that wouldn't surprise me. It it winning this time didn't surprise me, although I guess I picked Mank in the pool. So I I picked the right composer, just the wrong stuff. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But with that said, uh, oh, go for it, Nick. Yeah, I mean, like, between Soul and Tenant, I think both of them had good scores. Uh, just looking at the nominees and winners for this one. Uh, Mank was fine, but uh, the rest of them don't really remember much. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Gotcha. Um, but we'll move on to Tom and Jerry, uh, where we review this. And look, they're, they're, we might either have to go into this quick, or I'm going to make executive decision... I don't know how many people care about spoilers for um, a Tom and Jerry movie, um, especially like this Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, um, cat, cat hits mouse, mouse hits cat. There you go. There's just spoilers <laughs> for like ha- for like half the movie. Sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but what? what I don't know. I, I'm not really gonna dance around some of the side plot stuff because uh, that's some of my major criticisms but with that said uh nick you are our guest so i will let you go first what were your thoughts on tom and jerry um so initially when i watched it i thought it did a lot of things that were very different than a lot of other like you know children's here's your animated character that goes to new york type of thing like it's not the smurfs where they open up a magical portal then oh look fish out of water shit it's like oh yeah well the animals in this world are all animated and it's just you know, it operates partially off of the rules of a cartoon, fine. But the story itself is so bad. <laughs> the, the, the story was the thing that I critiqued the most, because it was just so baffling. Like, how do you make a Tom and Jerry movie and not have Tom and Jerry as essential characters? Like, the whole movie is just about this one person that falsifies her identif- her, her own identity to get this job at this hotel, which is a good moral to teach kids. It's like, if you're struggling, steal someone else's <laughs> resume. <laughs> just like, you know, be, be Chloe, you know, just steal someone else's resume and scare the crap out of the applicant. 
But then the rest of the movie is just, you know, half of the time we're following Chloe's character and all of her subplots. And I'm like, this is not a Tom and Jerry movie. Like, when we have the Tom and Jerry sections, (laughs) like, it's pretty good. Like, we get the good slapstick stuff. But every time we get cut back to Chloe Grace Moretz or even uh, all the other hotel staff, I'm just like, can we please get back to the fun, like, slapstick stuff? Like, I think this is the main problem with, like, trying to adapt Tom and Jerry into a movie is that Tom and Jerry only works so far as a short. Like, that's that's where the power really comes in with Tom and Jerry. But it seems like Warner Brothers is just like, yeah, we're just going to throw Tom and Jerry into everything. Like, oh, look, here's Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka in a, to- a chocolate factory. Oh, here's Tom and Jerry in Wizard of Oz for no reason. <laughs> and now we have Tom and Jerry living in New York. There you go. There's your movie. <laughs> um, I'll build off that a little bit. Uh, I agree with a lot of your uh sentiments there especially so i I will say this going uh before the review i have really no allegiance to tom and jerry i remember them like when i was a kid but i i didn't watch tom and jerry too often mostly because i just didn't like get the hijinks if that makes sense like me as a kid i was like but why are they fighting they seem like they like each other some of the time um and this movie kind (laughs) of does some of that some of my gripes um and I, I think part of the issue, because um, I, I was looking this up just to see, um, I I checked to see uh, Tom and Jerry the Fast in the in the Fury, um, oh, which is probably <laughs> that honestly that's probably my favorite movie that they've done, which is not saying the most, but um, uh, I was looking at that one to see the runtime because uh, what I assumed is correct. This movie. That movie was uh, sixty-five, or sorry, seventy-five minutes, and then this movie uh, was a hundred and one. And I think the fact that they add thirty minutes, Warner Bros., the director, the the writers of this, were like, "Oh shoot, what are we gonna do um, to make this like movie length?" And instead of making it eighty minutes, like they probably should have, they were like, "Oh, let's force in a marriage line with the, uh, with the guy from SNL," and it's like. What what <laughs> kid would ever care about this? Um, and I just found myself like like you're saying, even even the Chloe stuff. I agree with you. I I don't understand what they're going for to be like. See, kids, lying is wrong because they do it in such like you can tackle that message in so many different ways. Then yes, scare the girl with the resume, steal it from her, and then. Uh, lie to uh, Michael Pena, and <laughs> there you go. You'll Identity be well on your way. Identity theft is a crime, Jim. Identity theft is a crime, Jim. But yeah, back uh, oh, go, okay, for go it. ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, gotcha. uh, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I was like, I didn't really know who was making the movie, so like after I watched it. I was kind of surprised to find out that this was the same director as the 2005 Fantastic Four film, which, you know, wasn't necessarily surprising because of the tone. But then I found out that the writer of Brigsby Bear wrote this. And I'm like, you go from an emotional film like Brigsby Bear to Tom and Jerry. Okay, weirdest career jump of my my entire life, just (laughs) watching careers. I actually... (laughs) It's good you mentioned that. I don't even mind uh, those those original two Fantastic Fours. 
I think they have a certain amount of camp to them. And like, yeah. they are for sure early 2000s movies. Um, but <laughs> what they are, I'm like, I'm okay with them. So uh, I was I was kind of like hopeful in terms of that. And what I will say uh, to, to agree with you, Nick, um, the animated stuff, the stuff that's actually Tom and Jerry is pretty good. Like, I, I didn't have many complaints with that. I'm not going to say like, it's, it's definitely not Smurfs or Yogi Bear or any of that fish-out-of-water garbage from the early 2010s. Um, but I really wish this would have leaned a little bit more into, like... And this is really hard because this is a masterpiece-level movie. But I wish it would have leaned a little bit more heavily in the Roger Rabbit aspects of what you can do with this world. Instead, it wasn't yeah. really clear... If there were like how many cartoon animals were in this and where they exist and oh there's a rapping pigeon and that's fine um no it's not okay <laughs> i know I've been quiet long rapping enough pigeon. and Before time. no it's tell, not tell okay my stance on the rapping pigeon is no I don't like okay. pigeons. I don't like pigeons rapping a tribe called Quest at the beginning of a Tom and Jerry movie. I don't know why, but it bothered me. But is, is it I, is it your I same was, stance with Legend of the Titanic, the rapping dog? Yeah, I don't like any rapping animals, generally speaking. But um, Fair point. Uh, wait, Todd, 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 Todd. Favorite movie is Kangaroo Jack. What? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't remember that but what I was surprised to find out you said this was written by a human being is that correct Yes <laughs> Okay very much because so. I had assumed that this was written by some sort of AI who had been fed Tom and Jerry cartoons and just like crap basically and ghost <laughs> and Chloe yeah, Grace Moretz and they were like make a script the Honestly whole, I would the honestly, whole I would find film, it more hilarious the I, whole I film, more, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, the whole film feels like the outline to like it feels like kind of like human adjacent, uh, like all the language from the humans. It just feels so like fake and like like it's the sort of movie you watch and you're like, oh, that was a joke, and like you kind of recognize that it was a joke, but you don't react to it in any sort of way, and you're like, oh, this is a setup. Oh, and that's a payoff. But it's so boring, like the whole time, like all the parts with human beings are just painfully, dreadfully boring. And then you get to watch like a Tom and Jerry cartoon every once in a while. And like, I get that, I get, y'all kind of liked the Tom and Jerry parts. I did too, but at the same time, they didn't really even add stuff. Like I wanted some truly spectacular you know, like updated, almost like kind of like chaos choreography uh, in like a final scene. And it was it was OK, but I even wanted a little bit more from the Tom and Jerry parts. I I don't think this movie is like offensive or, hor you know, offensively horrible. It's just uh, it just felt so soulless and like cynical and just like slapped together to me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about Tom and Jerry in that respect. Like, it is cynical. Like, the fact that Warner Brothers continually tries to do new things. Like, I'm glad they're trying to do new things with, like, all their IPs. But when you have things like Scoob from last year, and then you have right. this, it's just like, they're not even trying to, like, make something entertaining. They're trying to just be like, alright, give us money. 
We made a thing. There you go. And it's just no other effort other than that. And it's just I oh, agree. <laughs> I agree. It, 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 yeah. I, I was just gonna mention it. <laughs> it's a little funny that you mentioned. Oh well, give us money, uh, <laughs> because neither Scoob or Tom and Jerry were allowed to make money because um, there's <laughs> no theaters. So <laughs> it was basically oh, burning man. money for the sake of still owning these IPs. Um, Got to throw it on the streaming service. There you go. <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing with Scoob, though, I, I, it, it was released in theaters prior to the pandemic, though. Like, only for, like, a, a week or so, and then everything closed. Yeah. I don't think... No, Scoob was, like, a May release. Wait, was it? Hold on a second. I think Onward was the one that they... Because people kept talking about, like, oh, yeah, Onward doesn't... Onward doesn't have, like, that great of a box office. And it's like, yeah, it was only out two weeks, like... <laughs> yeah, and then that was moved to Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm okay, pretty you're, sure you're Bloodshot correct. and In the Hunt um, were the last two. Um, one thing I was going to mention though, real quick, uh, that you guys will probably be baffled by, um, and I I was going to pull up the IMDb as well. I'm just going through it real quick because I thought this was a joke. Um, out of 823 ratings, which in fairness may be robots, the audience mm -hmm. rating on this out of five. Uh, Todd, what do you want to guess it is on Google? Out of five. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, if I'm really trying to come close based on your reaction, I'm going to go like 4-1. 4.1 exactly! Wow! Are you serious? Oh, my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I came very close to saying 4-2. I really didn't look that up. Are you serious? It's 4.1 yes, exactly right now. Um, and, and Nick, another one. Uh, if you had to guess out of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, what would you guess the audience score is? Um, I'd say about between 78 and 82. 86 percent. So, so the public, I guess is is digging this um oh man i mean it I mean, has a five point i mean we all have to have something during the pandemic there's nothing <laughs> offensive about it it's so general and broad like i guess i could see how some people would watch it and like not be like i might watch it with like my mom i don't know if that makes well, sense uh, yeah also <laughs> also just to be fair mm -hmm. and i'm just mentioning this so someone doesn't you know comment it or, or bring this up to me um i'm aware that for the most part rotten tomatoes and google like both both of them most of the reviews you'll see are like people are hating on this pile of garbage it's not that bad and it's like uh, okay but like that, that shouldn't make this 86 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes <laughs> right oh man but yeah I, I i do agree with what you're saying todd like there's nothing it's like, ugh. Like, I don't I don't think one thing I will say about this, it is not a slog um at all. I think it's watchable um, oh, yeah, yeah. for a bad movie. <laughs> it's an but, interesting movie at times. Like I said, you're kind of watching it thinking about what they were thinking about, you know, like and you're trying to kind of you kind of want to figure it out, but it's, yeah, but, you know, the, the parts are entertaining enough. Chloe Grace Moretz is fine in it. You know, like, um, 
I don't know. This would be a movie Tim Curry would be great in. I just want. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. Get his character from Clue. Just like, or no, like get his character from Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2, yeah. Have a, have a crossover. <laughs> it's part of the Home Alone saying. cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Home Alone 2, so I know what hotel based cinema is capable of. So you can't just give me you can't just give me Tom and Jerry and expect me to clap. And and then and then cross it over with the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. The holy tri- the holy trinity. <laughs> I will say, just adding on, um, out of all the actors in this, I, I, I thought I was going to roll my eyes at Colin Josh just because I, I don't really find him funny on SNL. I thought he was fine. Uh, I think Chloe Grace Moretz isn't given a great script. I think she's okay as a lead. Um, now, I will say, I thought Michael Pena was bad in this. And Michael Pena does this where he's incredible in stuff like Ant-Man um and end of watching in all these different movies where you're like michael Pena's a good actor and then he does stuff like this and i'm like is he um yeah have so. you seen him in fantasy island yet he's oh not. god I, he was really <laughs> so, bad in that movie he's very bad so in that he, movie yeah oh, he's, boy. He's, but you're bad, right he's, bad but here he's too. doing something but he's doing something in that movie you know what i mean yeah he's doing a lot of things <laughs> like he's being crazy and i'm like okay it look and yeah you're you're doing something um but i was gonna mention i actually the the stuff that i did find funny um i thought rob delaney was great in this uh i don't know if you guys had a, a similar feel about that um but i i found all of his stuff like well we gotta give the the cat a, a little top hat in a in a um, name tag and then <laughs> michael pena's like well, that cat doesn't work here. And he's like, sir, he has a name tag. Like that reoccurring bit actually <laughs> did kind of yeah. you know, work for a laugh. So shout out. Yeah, Rob was, Delaney. It was a funny joke. Yeah. That was the time um, I laughed out loud in the movie was at the, he has a name tag line. That was, that was, that was, it was, it was a good joke. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah. a well-crafted joke. It was quite, it was quite wonderful. I liked it. I think I'm glad. Um, Cause what's probably going to, be the kicker to go back to theaters is uh, for me is going to be probably Godzilla versus Kong. But if I, if oh, yeah. I had seen this in a theater, just imagine being the only one in there and like chuckling to that line, but then it's setting in like, Oh my God, I'm in the Tom and Jerry movie in the middle of <laughs> pandemic. And this movie has not made me laugh until now. <laughs> oh, I get it. We found our humor oh, uh, again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have that uh, existentialism in uh, Tom and Jerry. Um, are there okay? Uh, one thing I will say, in of course we you know we don't like these parts at all. Um, I I don't understand the marriage stuff, like what was mm-hmm. going on with Colin Jost. Be like, oh well, he's not paying paying attention, and he cares too much about technology and elephants. Um, and then all's just kind of resolved at the end. <laughs> As like it, it was just weird because like you know there was this whole thing with him being like, oh, I'm doing things you know too over the top, you know, and you know his wife is like, no, no, I don't want you to go over the top. I just like small simple things, you know. Can you do small simple things? And then like they break up because of the whole incident that happens in the in the ballroom, and then somehow <laughs> by the end they're like, 
Oh yeah, I'll marry you now because you're now in Central Park. <laughs> it's like no, you get it. Most most <laughs> people don't act like that, you know. If you piss off someone, it takes weeks or even months. At least Shit House got this right. <laughs> At least that movie was like, yeah, look, this is how relationships really are. It's not a one and done deal. It's like no one gets back together like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the um. I don't I don't mind that in I don't mind that particular detail in a kid's film, although you're absolutely right. But they don't set it I agree with you that there's no change. That's the problem. It right. It's at the end there really is no reason for them to get back together. There doesn't seem to be much growth except that he's like, All right, I'll calm down a little bit. And like that's it. Like there wasn't a real emotional <laughs> breakthrough. Um also, the fact that it's a kid's film with a central message about, like, adult relationships that, like, kids probably don't care about. Yeah, they're right? only there like, for well, the I, cat and well, mouse. But, yeah. but my thing is, why have a married couple come into the picture at all? Because <laughs> right. they probably thought of that ballroom scene and was like, you know what, let's build a story around this. We want that big climactic scene, so let's build something to it. And they don't do necessarily you know good job done? getting to it. I think it, you're absolutely right. I actually think that's exactly <laughs> how it happened. But you still really don't need the married couple, right? You could yeah, just yeah. You don't need that. You could just well, have that, a that's wedding what I was that took say. place there. Yeah. Exactly. You could. You could even even more so. You could just have like a big event, and you could bring in. Hear me out. You could bring in the Jabberwockies. People, people Ooh. need to know about the Jabberwockies again. Yes. Um, or the ba- or the banana splits. They come in as like wedding entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably going to be it for a Tom and Jerry review. Um, Todd, what would you give Tom and Jerry out of ten? Four. Four out of ten. Uh, Nick, what would you give Tom and Jerry out of ten? Uh, probably three. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in between y'all. Um, I, I still haven't decided. Uh, I'll decide when I log in on Letterboxd eventually. But yeah, either three or four. Um, some of the stuff that works, like I, I kind of even, uh, I didn't even mention this. I kind of like the the post like hotel stuff where Tom and Jerry are just kind of hanging out as buddies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that kind of endearing. So that's why I kind of lean to a four. I'm like, you know what? Tell you what, tell you what. This is this is kind of what I think about this movie. I think this sums it up. This movie to me is like, okay, if one of my little siblings, if this was their movie, would I be super annoyed by it? And ultimately, I don't think I would where I would be with like Smurfs. This is like a lesser like over the hedge. It doesn't like over the hedge is a fine movie. Uh, it doesn't do like too much. And over the hedge, at least it's completely. And I shouldn't have mentioned over the hedge because it's completely animated and it doesn't have some weird uh, marriage plotline. But it's it's similar category, I guess, in my head. But yeah, that'll do it. Um, I don't think we have anything else. Um, is there anything uh, you want to recommend, Todd, that you've been watching, possibly, just to that put you I- on the spot here? that i've been watching oh sure anybody who wants to feel uh more cinephile and get into like old timey like uh stuff i watched harold lloyd's safety last the 1920s like what he gets called the third and uh harold lloyd really is the third 
genius. I love him. Uh, he's actually my favorite. About I actually like him even more than Keaton and Chaplin. And safety last. I just got the Criterion, and it's freaking great. And he's just a treasure. So go see safety last or i mean watch safety last or girl shy his romantic comedy that invented romantic comedies there's there's, so i think uh i honestly think his of the three and maybe i'm just saying this because i'm biased and i too think he's the best of the three um Mm. but i think his comedy holds up the best i do too it's really funny like i laugh out loud the jokes just work yeah yeah no, I agree. Like some of, some of with with Charlie Chaplin, like it's like his jokes are charming. It's like, oh, this is something that was made, you know, close to a hundred years ago. Uh, whereas I don't get that same thing um, from. But yeah, Safety Last is incredible. That's if if I ever had like a, a the ultimate film nerd uh, room or whatever, and and I collected film scores on vinyl. That would be like one of the one of the top ones for me because ah, I love that score. Yeah, it's great. Um, it but great. Nick, do you have something that you've been uh, watching this week or just in, in general this month um, that you'd recommend to people? Um, well, in terms of recommend <laughs> recommending things, um, me and my mom have been staying up all night on like Thursday night, going into Friday watching WandaVision. So I guess there you go. There's WandaVision. Uh, but I would also suggest um, a Charlie Chaplin film called uh, The Great Dictator, which I did a video on. But um, it's it's one of those that's not really a comedy, but it's... Okay, it's a comedy, but it's also a message about love and peace and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And I, ha- and I bought the criteria for that months ago, and that was supposed to come out in January, but it just ended up coming out at the end of... Uh, actually, today, as we're recording, so that's good. Yeah, I was wondering. Nice. I, I saw you tweeted about the copyright thing. I was really isn't is that not public domain at this point? Well, well, no. Uh, the footage of the Great Dictator um, was not copyrighted. It was. I had a clip at the very end of the review where they were presenting the honorary Oscar to Charlie Chaplin in '72. Oh and, my uh, god! The, the speech. The speech that they had. <laughs> yeah, the speech that they had was good. And apparently I put too much of it in there, so I had to go back in there, edit it down to what I thought would be, like, just the two good snippets, and then, you know, reapplied it back in. And they, they blocked it the first time, and then this time it's like, okay, well now we'll just let you, you know, have it. There you go. They didn't block it, they didn't copyright it at all this time. So it's so it like, okay. Knock on, knock on Major Wood, um, because I have not gotten a copyright strike, and I've been, like, I've been, you know, teetering, like tiptoeing more and more on the line. Like I threw in, um, the more I throw like presets and stuff, maybe that's the stuff that's helping out. Um, yeah, I, I noticed cause YouTube used to be like, you could do 20 to 30 seconds of a clip and they'd be like, yep, that's fine. But now it's like, uh, nine seconds, uh, no more, no less. Um, so that's all you get. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's um, worse. It's worse with music. It's really worse with music. Oh, for sure. Music is like music is five seconds now. I'm pretty sure. Which yeah. is I I don't I really don't understand it because I don't know anybody who's like, oh, well, you use nine seconds of a Drake song and now you owe us all the money. You know, the fifty cents you make on this video uh, is going to us. <laughs> um, 
the make oh, the point man. zero two cents that you make, <laughs> the fraction yeah. of a cent yeah, that got, you make on the video. Gotta take those shillings. Um, but <laughs> that's that's enough YouTube complaints, I suppose. Uh, my recommendation <laughs> for this week is one that I'm getting more and more into. It's on HBO Max uh, at the moment, and I hope they have a season four um, because I, I'm really liking. And I'm only in season one, to to be clear, but um, that's going to be Infinity Train. Um, I yes. just got into this because, yeah, because multiple people kept bringing it up, and I was like, okay, time to bite the bullet. Um, I'll finally watch it. Uh, I'm like, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I'm two, I'm two episodes in, and oh my god, it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited for book four. They just announced it, but I don't know, we don't know when it's going to come out. But they announced that they are working on book four right now, which is great. That's great, awesome. I, I I'm honestly, so glad I'm, for. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm so glad that Warner Bros, for whatever reason, just seems like they're like, oh, you want to make some animated thing? Like, they do not care if it's profitable at this point, which, like, fingers, because they also did, uh, technically, they produced the uh, Andy Tarkovsky uh, Primal, um, yes. which is also, like, it's not going to have a market because it's a silent, prehistoric a- animated show. <laughs> um same with like close enough as well i watched the first episode on season two and and that's that's really good um but yeah i'm I'm really fascinated um by their resilience to support animators yeah i i kind of want them to like do their whole plan because they said they had enough content like at san diego comic-con last year they were like yeah we have enough content that we could do up to eight seasons i'm like do it (laughs) do it man like if season season wow. three was like the best one so far because it just goes so dark, especially that final episode. Ooh boy, uh, I won't say anything, but yeah, because you're yeah, still in season the, one. I think uh, another co-host of this, McKenna. Uh, I think maybe she messaged me like it probably was after that episode. I'd assume because she was like, "You have to watch it," and I was like, "I will eventually," uh, but she was like, "No, you don't understand. It's great." Um, it is. So yeah, I'll be getting. <laughs> more into that we might we might honestly do um a retrospective um but we're we're kind of working a a little bit behind the scenes on some of that stuff just to sizzle for that but that's going to do it for this review thank you todd thank you nick uh and nick uh if people want to check out more of your stuff uh do you want to tell them where they can find you uh you can find me at spearman studios i do quick flicks every once in a while um i got one planned for this friday and saturday for ryan the last dragon and wandavision because the final episode of that is going to be coming out and i want to be able to actually have a full review yeah ryan's on uh, the fifth wow yeah i've already pre-ordered it so (laughs) (laughs) and then i should be doing yeah, and then I should be doing uh, best films of 2020 on the 12th. So that I finally ha- had the time to watch everything from 2020, and and came so, up with a list of the best so, ones. Nice. <laughs> I, I will let you know this, Nick. Uh, we just finished wrapping our uh, ATF 2020 uh, awards, and uh, one <laughs> one of the things we decided um, just to let you in on the canon, uh, the father. Do you know the father? Yes. Um, we don't think that's a real movie. Um, what are your thoughts on our um, philosophy on this? <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It, it ca- kind of makes sense from uh, the perspective of the father, considering the fact that he's a dementia person. 
losing his memories. So I guess the whole movie is just not really a memory to him. Makes sense. Mm. Uh, It's it's not a real movie. Um, So Nick's with it. Um, But that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Thank you again, Todd. Thank you again, Nick. And uh, I guess see you guys uh, when we do Ryan the Last Dragon next weekend. Yeah, next weekend's going to be busy because Coming to America, WandaVision, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon, and I, I want to say there's one other, um, but I don't have my schedule in front of me. But three hour show, three hour show next week. Yes, yeah, three hours. Let's do it. Three I hope hours. you're ready, <laughs> Todd. I hope you're ready for our for our six hour recording of uh, uh, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh my god, I want to yes. be on that. I want to be on the Snyder <laughs> Cut thing. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> I'm very excited for that episode. I I am so excited to watch the Snyder Cut. I don't even like I, at this point. Like I either want it to be perfect or I want it to just be this, this beautiful, stupid mess of like everything comics books that Zack Snyder could throw at a wall because he just can at this point. So. <laughs> But yeah, four um, hours and two minutes of film. <laughs> yeah, yay! Um, get your diapers ready. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. See ya. Bye. Bye bye.